welcome to the Active Faith Podcast, where faith meets an active lifestyle. My name is Andrew Ware. I am your host, and I am the Running Rev. This is not just any other podcast about an active lifestyle, but join us as we unpack the why behind our activity and how we connect it to our faith. I am having conversations and exploring the journeys of others as we build, help to build a theology of self-care. We are exploring how we care for ourselves by being active persons in whatever way feels best for us as we seek to live out our faith. Welcome to episode 12. On today's podcast, we are going to have Moshelle Morris. Moshelle is a retired United Methodist pastor, and she has been, for me, this great, great example of this connectedness of mind body and spirit, sort of this spiritual component about an active faith and and what it means to use activity, walking, swimming, whatever, as a form of meditation. And so we dive into that in this episode. We talk about what it looks like to connect that sense of mind, body, and spirit that we are active beings but that we are but that we are spiritual beings as well and what it means to connect those two she talks about prayer she talks about uh, connecting through meditation all of these things it is such a great discussion and i cannot wait to dive into it uh, so without any further ado let's get into this conversation and let's hear about this connectedness of spirituality and meditation So today we have with us Moshelle Morris. Moshelle, welcome onto the Active Faith Podcast. How are you doing? Doing great. Good to be here. Awesome. Well, let's dive right into our conversation. We like to start our conversation by getting to know our guests a little bit. So Moshelle, why don't you tell us who you are, where you are, and how you are active? Um, Moshelle Morris. I'm a retired United Methodist pastor living here in Fredericksburg, Virginia, uh, sitting uh, at what I like to call my little window on the world. Um, I have a, I'm in a two bedroom condo and uh, I have a little sunroom and I watch uh, the VCR, the Virginia Central Railroad uh, bike path is right across from me. So I watch people walking up and down, running up and down. Um, so that's kind of where I am. I face Northwest, <laughs> which gives me some great uh, sunsets, but keeps the um, sun from getting in too early in the morning. And how are you active? How am I active? I, um, I start, every day uh, with, well, Monday through Friday with about 20 to 25 minutes of uh, body weight core um, all on the floor. So I do that five days a, a week. I uh, walk every day. Uh, I love the pedestrian lifestyle and uh, I generally swim three days a week water is the place where I feel uh, most most at home most at home I love the water have since I was evidently less than one year old 
And so here on the Active Faith Podcast, we love to not only hear how people are active, but we like to dive into this nature of why we are active, because when we understand our why, it motivates what we continue to do. And so, Michelle, we hear that you just have uh, what seems like a hodgepodge of activities that you have collected together to help care for yourself in that physical manner. So, so why are you active? Why am I active? Uh, yes, uh, I've been listening to some of your other podcasts to see. I'm, I'm. It's not because I have a goal of uh, doing any particular distance or competing. Uh, I am active so that I can um, be connected to my body the best that I can, uh, to be connected to uh, to keep my mind in the best uh, state that I can be, uh, that um, we are not, even though we often treat ourselves as separate components, mind, body, we are really all together. Uh, I'm not gonna go too esoteric on you, but you know the thing that blew my mind last week um, in uh, reading a book with a friend, um, consciousness and matter are not separate. <laughs> so uh, anyway, that's, that's probably a little too much. So why do I? Um, I, uh, describing different uh, ways of, of seeing ourselves, uh, on the Myers-Briggs scale, I score, uh, I reveal myself to be an ENFP, uh, extroverted, intuitive, think, feeling, perceiving type, uh, which means my intuition uh, is my main way of being, my, that's my perceiving type. My sensing uh, is my inferior function. I uh, don't always know what's going on with my body. I can walk from one room to another and bump into things because my mind is already where I'm going and I don't always see things in between. That also means that things can be going on in my body and I'm just not aware of them until they become so large that uh, they have to present. Um, I was already walking regularly, but uh, the last couple of years before my retirement, uh, I was having a, a problem that I didn't know about. And I was having the problem waking up every day and feeling exhausted and ended up getting screened for sleep apnea. And I thought, of course, you know, they're going to tell me it's all in your mind. Well, no, no. I had severe sleep apnea. Um, on an average of uh, an hour, I was stopping breathing uh, over 34 times an hour. Uh, that's when I was on my side. When I was on my back, it was um, over 50 times an hour that I would stop breathing. So that just it made me more aware that there are things going on in my body that, I, that I'm not aware of. And so I have got to do what I can do to stay tuned. I wanna be around as long as I can, 
with uh, Abley. Um, and um, so that's kind of why I do what I do, but also I enjoy it. I love being in the water. <laughs> I love getting out and walking. So that's it. Yeah, and I think probably one of the things that we have yet to explore here on the Active Faith Podcast, or at least dive really deeply in, is this sense in which body, mind, and spirit kind of come together as one. And almost, you know, we explored it a little bit when we talked about the whole self with Amanda, but when we take care of one part of our body or one part of our life, it can help to make healthier other aspects of ourselves too. And so one of the things that I've noticed uh, very much in, in your active life and as I've followed you is this way in which your active lifestyle is almost an extension of your spirituality. And mm -hmm. the way in which you connect, you know, whether it's walking or, or swimming or, you know, whatever else that you're doing, it's almost for you a spiritual act. And so as you've sought to build this sort of mentality when it comes to activity, what are some things that you've done to, to help place you in that mindset? Uh, what are some practices that you have taken uh, to, to help to build that sense of spirituality connected to your source of physical activity? Oh, goodness. Um, I... Uh... I do my intercessory prayer as well. I walk. Uh, and I was trying to think back. I have done that since I have, since I developed walking as a practice, which was um, in late uh, 99. 99? <laughs> that's, yeah, 1999. <laughs> that sounds so weird to say now. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, which the reason I started walking is I took the stairs up to see, uh, to go to a doctor's appointment, and I was uh, out of breath by the time I got up the top of the stairs. And I went, oh, this is not good. So that's when I started walking. And so uh, I don't remember if. I came up with this, or this is something my husband and I came up with, my late husband and I came up with, but I have always loved, uh, ever since being introduced to the Jesus prayer, I've always loved the Jesus prayer. Uh, and uh, generally, you know, in the way of the pilgrim, the Jesus prayer is uh, a way of connecting our breath um, to uh, God's presence. Uh, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And um, the, the pilgrim um, in this Russian classic would uh, walk everywhere and pray this prayer until so much that uh, their very breath was a part of the prayer. And that's always, ever since I was introduced to that in seminary, that's always been uh, powerful for me. So, uh, I started when I was walking using the Jesus prayer to uh, pray for intercessions for people. I don't know what people need in their lives. I do not know what is best for them. I 
So I pray God's mercy, which for me is praying God's grace, you know, whatever is best for them. Um, and so I developed this uh, way of praying as I walk. Um, I, I follow uh, my rubric, which is I start close to me and I go further out and then I bring it back uh, close to me. So I start with myself and then once I get past me, I drop off a center uh, from the prayer uh, because I figure that's between them and God. But I, I start with those closest to me. I start with uh, now it's my, uh, my sons, uh, my granddaughter. Uh, I moved to my brother and his family, my, my cousins. I then moved to uh, my in-laws, <laughs> you know, I just move. I moved to colleagues, uh, to, to friends. Um, and I have prayed for the cabinet every day on my walking prayers um, since uh, since I started this. So they each of the cabinet members have uh, a finger <laughs> to make sure I, I go through. Of course, there are fewer fingers for them these days. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, and then I, I come back to me and then I, uh, kind of turn my my eyes outward um, towards all of creation and I turn my eyes to this world this part of creation um, since I am uh, um, an active Christian I turn myself to the church and then I turn myself back to me and then I close with the Lord's Prayer that's kind of my structure that I do every day. I listened to you talking with Deborah mm -hmm. and she talks about praying in the water. I discovered I cannot do that because I cannot keep track. I swim in a pool and I cannot keep track of my lanes, <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my counts in my laps. So, Oh yeah. I, you know, and it's, it's this whole thing of, when we make the choice to be active people, uh, there there's this thing that activity has to look a certain way, right? And I think sometimes, and that's one of the things I've tried to avoid on on this podcast is, you know, we're not all we're not all runners, right? It could have been very easy for me to start a running podcast, and I probably would have been ecstatic and joyful, and would have interviewed runners all the time. But I wanted to highlight this manner in which. Activity as a holistic approach to our life really begins to set the set how we interact with the world, how we interact with the earth, how we interact with other people around us. And so how we care for ourselves is a direct reflection on how we care for others in that. And so we bring in this sense of using activity almost as a meditative practice. And for those of you who may be listening in our interactive faith community, you know, we do highlight meditative activities like yoga uh, and things like that. But I think one of the things that I love that Mochelle is highlighting for us is that it doesn't have to be yoga or any of those other ones that are more meditative in nature, but it can be as simple as, 
you know, while you're on your walk, uh, praying through the Psalms or praying just in general, praying for people in your life, having your list of people in your head. You know, Michelle talked about the cabinet. The cabinet is all of our, is our bishop and all of our uh, district superintendents and leaders in our uh, Virginia conference, which is pretty much all of the Methodists in the state of Virginia. And so who we're praying for and turning our activity into a meditative practice uh, because it helps to center us, right? And, um, you know, you heard Tyr talk about when he goes on runs, he doesn't listen to music because he likes to experience nature. Um, my wife and I love to just go on walks through nature so that we can just, uh, I, I almost say, inhale God's creation uh, because it's, it's just mm -hmm. all right there in front of you, right? Um, and so in your journey, how would you define or how would you look at meditation? or meditation as a spiritual practice? Um, well, as I said earlier, you know, I don't think mind and body or spirit are separate. They are all uh, aspects of our wholeness. And it, uh, it, it, it weaves it all together. Um, you know, every, every aspect of my life. Uh, so that's kind of why I, I think of it as uh, meditative. Um, you know, I have, I do have to, I cannot go into uh, a mindless zone when I'm doing it because I have to watch where I'm walking. Um, I, as I said, you know, I can walk through a door frame and just bump into it. So I have to watch um, where I'm walking. Uh, I, also kind of not not so much on um just in in the meditative part i also uh have a walking buddy that uh, we've kind of we committed we were walking together already but when we went into the pandemic um we committed to walking uh several times a week and we called them our quarantine hikes and uh, a couple of them were actually out further in the wilderness where, you know, we wouldn't encounter people. Um, those get a little uh, messy sometimes and uh, our lives don't always uh, handle that. But I'm committed to that one for me, but also for them. My walking buddy has uh, issues with uh, diabetes. Uh, and 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 staying focused, um, some ADHD issues, and so uh, our commitment to walking together is a commitment for me to stay healthy, but it's also to make uh, a commitment to a, a friend of mine that they can that they can stay healthy. Um, so that's, I guess that's a communal part. Um, I do my walking, my prayers as I'm walking to meet them um, a lot, if, if I'm going to meet with them. Uh, a, a, a different meditative thing that I've discovered, uh, I live uh, three quarters of a mile from the Rappahannock River. And I have, I love to walk, uh, down by the river and sometimes I will 
find myself uh, sitting there. I turn my uh, uh, pedometer off at that point. So, you know, it's not timing me sitting. Um, but I just love to watch the, the flow of the river. And uh, I take pictures of that bridge and, and the river. And it, it's, you know, that's, that's a part of the, uh, the, the meditation to be a part of that river, uh, that flowing, knowing that uh, I, I love the way in one of John Philip Newell's uh, prayers um, in um, sounds, can't remember the name of it. I don't have it here. It's in my, by my bed right now, but praise about that we are, that God is a river in a sense that flows through us. And then yet we are the river that flows out of God. And uh, to kind of see that in, in, in reality, uh, brings it home even closer. Really brings new meaning to the hymn. Went down to the river to pray, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and yeah, those are those are such beautiful pictures that Mochelle has shared uh, in our group as as we've been journeying together, and and really go to uh, just highlight when when I see those pictures. And like I have a friend who is a running buddy from back when I was in Richmond, and he'll stop and he'll just take pictures of sunsets. Uh, meanwhile, I'm here with uh, run selfies, so so mine are maybe a little less. But it it often it's it's cool how those kinds of things invite us to slow down. And I like that you said in that, you know, you take the moment to like stop uh, your your pedometer, stop your watch, whatever it is, so that it's not timing you. And and it's so cool because it's almost like within that uh, is this this metaphor, this imagery of you know, not only uh, have you gotten to this escape, right? You've walked from your house to the river and you're at the river and you're looking at this beautiful scenery, but you're literally stopping time for yourself, right? You're kind of, you're off the clock of a, of a walk and you enter into this personal space where you can sit and reflect and meditate and do all of these things that gives an, an additive nature to your activity, right? And the, the thing that I find so interesting in this is here on the Active Faith Podcast, we're building this theology of self-care, right? That's, that's kind of like my tagline of, of this podcast. And it goes to show us that, one, activity is not the only nature in which we care for ourselves, right? And, and I don't think that, that I would ever be foolish enough to say, you know, you have to be active, in order to care for yourself, that that's the only way. Uh, but one of the things that your conversation, that your journey, that what you're uh, inviting us into this in this episode is uh, there's an, there's this active component and there's the spiritual meditative component that when they come together, when they work together, almost enhances our journey. And so it's finding those opportunities in in our activity, right? And in our busyness to find that time to to stop the watch or, you know, to to take off the headphones and just go out in nature or, you know, Deborah talked about, you know, when you're in the pool, you can't really listen to music. And so, you know, I I mean, I grew up uh, I was a swimmer when I was in high school and so you hear the splash into the water, but it's not it's not much else. 
sometimes. You know, you might be able to hear a little bit of what's going on in the pool area. And so it highlights this thing of, yeah, like we're active, but also there's so much more to activity when we stop and we ponder or we we find those opportunities to enter into that that meditative flow state uh as as some runners will talk about the flow state just that that feeling of of you're moving along a runner will define it as like i felt like i was running on clouds and you're just Mm -hmm. in tune with everything that's going on around you um and i mean yeah it's just it's so cool to think about i know i get lost in just everything a bunch that sometimes i need to slow down and have that reminder even in the midst of my active lifestyle. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say um, a practice that um, I think, I guess, started last March. Uh, my walking buddy friend uh, invited me to go to a yin yoga class with her. And I've tried yoga and, uh, you know, I I have trouble with down dogs and all those kinds of poses. And uh, so I I went in yoga. Oh, my gosh. That's the yoga for me. (laughs) Um, And the, the teacher says it's not. A lot of people think of it as uh, like the relaxation yoga class, which it is not. In relaxation yoga, you could basically be uh, doing uh, that final uh, uh, shavasana pose or whatever, you know, where you're just kind of lying there, almost like a corpse. Um, But in yin yoga, what I find interesting, and this is connected with a lot of things, you know, that... Uh, reading that I've done with Richard Rohr and in other places, the purpose of yin yoga is to lean into the discomfort, not so far that we are pulling our muscles into uh, into the most that they can do, but helping them... uh, help it's to work on our our fascia you know the connective tissues so that we are really working on those but i love that leaning into the discomfort um and you know in so many parts of my life it would just be so nice to just sit and be comfortable and um but i have discovered um that if i'm going to grow and keep on growing i have to lean in to the discomfort i have to lean into the realizations of the truth about myself the truth about my privilege the um you know things that i just kind of go blindly through life thinking oh this is the way it is and then go wait no that's the way it is for me at this moment. But what does that, you know, mm-hmm. what, what, where am I missing something? 
where am I missing something? I, I had this memory um, of something my, my father said to me. He was already uh, pretty much bedridden with uh, ALS, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, uh, Lou Gehrig's disease. And uh, I was uh, there and he wanted me to, uh, uh, there was a drip on his bathroom faucet. So from his bed, he had not yet lost the use of his voice. His was uh, what's called a lumbar, uh, a, a lumbar uh, uh, beginning uh, onset of ALS. Uh, and so he was guiding me through how to do this. And it was not the turning of the uh, the little faucet thing, you know, was not working. And he said, okay, turn it backwards, turn it backwards until it finds its groove, then you can screw it in. Uh, okay, that's, that's very simple, that's a little thing. But in so many things in life, I've discovered that what I have to do, if I'm having a difficulty in moving forward, I need to pause. And I need to kind of go backwards a little bit to find the groove and then I can move it forward. So that's kind of me leaning into the discomfort, uh, embracing it. Uh, what can I learn from that about myself, about my body, about my spirit, about the world? And I think that that is a lesson that many of us need to learn as we're building this theology because, you know, I mean, we can get so lost in, in just everything and to have that opportunity to really slow down, to consider where we've been can be so vital and crucial. And it's in that reflective time that, we then really grow. And and um, again, like all of these themes, they just uh, mold so well together of bringing in everywhere that I've been on this podcast and, and just everything that we've been learning along the way of we have to learn from from where we've been in order to, to move forward, in order, in order to move through life. You know, we learn from, okay, this is what happened to me. This is uh, you know, if I'm running and I do, you know, five miles and I'm doing some kind of speed work or something like that, and if something doesn't quite feel right, you know, I learn from that. All right, this wasn't working out. This wasn't working out. If I go and I run a race uh, and and I just completely bomb or or even if I do well, okay, what worked? What didn't work? You know, how was my hydration? How was my nutrition? Um, and then even when we think about it in life or, I mean, even if you're not, you know, competitive or or have any like race goals or anything, we can think to ourselves, okay, you know, what what happened today? Like, t was today a good day? Was today a bad day? And then to really think to myself, okay, what was good about today? What was bad about today? What do I need to work on for tomorrow? And it almost connects to that sense of spirituality because it connects us back to our faith in that we are always continuing to grow in God's love and in God's grace. And if we're not constantly focused on that goal, on that understanding, on that nature of faith, then what it, it's it's almost like what are we even doing? Like what's the what's the point? What's the purpose 
if if we get either content in where we are or we cease to grow or we cease to do that reflection work, then we don't move forward. Uh, and we just kind of stay stagnant. We stay like that water where uh, when it's stagnant and the algae grows on top of it and it just gets really gross and slimy and grimy and all that stuff. Um, but they often say, you know, uh, for pools, right? You have to you have to constantly have that water flowing in and out of the mm -hmm. pool. Otherwise, if the water stagnates, it gets really gross. That's why when you see people take covers off pools after the winter when the pumps haven't been on and they just look nasty and gross and they're green and uh, it... You know, it's all, I mean, it's the same thing with life too. Like we have to keep moving and we have to keep progressing. And, you know, uh, when that, when that dirty water comes in, we have to kind of look and reflect, all right, what's dirty about it? What's, what do I need to maybe work out? What do I maybe need to fix? And it's that meditation and those times. And so, uh, you know, if I could encourage the listeners into anything, it's, it's slow down, right? I mean, that's kind of the nature in which we've been addressing today is, even in the midst of a busy and crazy life, you know, how are we slowing down? How are we taking that time? And so uh, as, as we're looking at your journey and where you've been and what you've done, you know, you've built this sort of meditative understanding of physical activity. Uh, and, and I do like to caveat this with most of my guests that, you know, we're not experts. We, we speak from our own experience. Mm -hmm. uh, and to name that you know, Michelle, you've done some amazing things in this, and it's one of the reasons I want to get you on here. So I want to unpack a little bit, uh, not in terms of necessarily giving advice, but just in reflecting as people are building their own theology. You know, as you've gone through this, what have you learned about your body, your mind, your spirit, the ways in which those are connected, as you have practiced this manner of activity as an act of spirituality and meditation? Uh it has gone uh, strengthened my uh, understanding that everything is connected. There is no place. There is no place where God is not. Uh, there, within me, within you, within everywhere. We do not contain God, but God is in each of us. There, uh, God is not contained in the river, but God is in the river. You know uh, the uh, that. You know, I look at people. I look at people, and you know, sometimes my 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 first inclination is a judging thought. Oh, they are this. They are that. They are they are uh, annoying. They are in my way. They uh, and then there is something then that makes me stop and go. Wait, how do they see me? <laughs> you know, well, I'm annoying. I'm in the way. I'm 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 gross. I'm whatever. I'm easily judged. But to stop and see how how are we connected you know um so it's 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 really um it, it, it that's that's what it has uh shown me the most you know that that we are all we are all connected um um i was listening to uh uh while i was 
driving, this could be a little dangerous, but you know, I was on the easy lane, so I didn't have traffic coming in and out so much. But I was listening to uh, a Richard Rohr book called Just This, little uh, kind of talks and meditative things. But he was talking about that the whole aspect of, of prayer, of living, is looking into the face of God and seeing God look at us that mirroring that we do with a, a child, you know, you look into the face of your, your baby and uh, you, you, all you can see and feel is, is love there. And that knowing that I am looking at the face of God, God is looking at me, but then that turns and allows me to look at other people and I'm not always very good at this, <laughs> but seeing the face of God there, knowing that God loves this person as intimately, uh, more intimately than a lover could. Um, that, you know, within me, there, uh, there is always the flow of God's love pouring out the best that is possible for me, receiving back from me what I can offer, you know, just this continual um, movement of love and grace and not, you know, not the way we talk about love. Oh, I love this. Oh, I love that. But what is truly the best that is possible, which may not always be comfortable things, may not always feel good, but what is the best? And I think I went far off from your question. <laughs> oh, no, no. I think, I think it's great because it highlights again this nature in which we are active, right? We care for ourselves because we want to strengthen ourselves to care for others. And and that's not even like a physical strength, right? I mean, we, we just uh, did a episode last week with, with Josh Wax talking about physical strength, but as we saw with Josh, it wasn't necessarily the physical strength that got built through his strength training. It was the mental, the emotional, the spiritual. And so we care for ourselves so that we can care for others. And one of the things that I love about this is that in caring for yourself, in uh, almost naming, right, that you can see the, the face of God, the image of God in yourself, and we can pull that out, it helps us to be better attuned, better equipped, better understanding to see the image, to see the face of God in others as well. And I think that that's a huge highlighting thing for us as we build this theology, as we come and we encounter how we are working, how we are spiritually connected in this world. Um, because again, like, like we talked about at the top and, and like I've talked about before, when we lose that why, like why we are active, especially for you, your reason for activity is really connecting this body, mind, and spirit together 
in this sense of deep spirituality. And this is not to say that just because my why is, you know, I love to be active because it's therapeutic for me, doesn't mean that I don't also have that process of, you know, body, mind, spirit. I, I think there are ways in which it lines up together. Um, I don't think connecting my why to my goals, to wanting to be faster, uh, even even as I continue to to just grow and age, and you know I begin to feel my body begin to to wear down and and break down. I mean, you know I but testing my own limits. I mean that's part of my why. But why can't we also all have this grace and understanding to enter into this process to also see the ways in which you know when I. When I achieve my goals, right, and when I learn about who I am, I'm also learning about how I can care for others. And so one of the things that I that my coach, uh, my running coach has been reminding me of is, okay, I'm passing this information in terms of like coaching onto, onto you because I'm trying to become a run coach uh, so that you can coach others. And I think it's the like it's the same thing with faith, right? The things that I learn in my physical journey, in my active faith journey, help me to be able to support, help me to be able to encourage. And and that's one of the things that I've come to love about this nature is when we focus and we hone in on that why and we begin to see this is why I'm active and when we begin to connect it, it then begins to become a way in which we feed others. Uh, and, and to name that, you know, that this is something that I love about Michelle. Michelle and I have had so many interactions throughout the years. Uh, she was the, the the mentor and the cohort leader for, for one of our clergy leadership programs. Uh, she used to be the head of the resolutions committee and would come to annual conference. And she talked about that little bird that you have in your hands. I don't think any of us will ever forget that metaphor. Like, hold a little bird in your hands. Do not do. I mean, but that sense of spirituality that Moshelle has entered into her life has been able to reflect into how Moshelle then ministers and reflects and meditates with other people. And I think that that becomes the point of, you know, when I ask the question, what have you learned? It's, it's only natural that what you have learned is how you were fed and then how that's been able to help to feed others. And I think that that's the, I mean, that's just the cool thing about this journey. It is, it is. And thank you for reminding me. I want to give a uh, site, the, uh, the origin of the little bird. It's Parker Palmer's image, uh, holding the soul of another person <laughs> in your hands and that we are not responsible for uh, preening them or uh, plucking them or teaching them to fly. Uh, we are responsible for holding them so that they can um, they 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 can fly on their own. So and, that's yeah. And fellow listeners, she does this in a time where we are about to enter into uh, what I might call pretty heated debate over oh yeah what people would consider. I, I mean, what most of us would probably consider important matters as we're doing business. Uh, business of the church, uh, which is might be a weird thing for for some of our listeners to hear, but uh, as we have conversations around not just what we believe, but but how we express our beliefs, um, and again, like it's something like that that has been an intentional part of your self care journey, 
that as right as you're entering into self-care with people that you recognize the way in which you're holding that person's soul as you're having conversations with them and then how you come in you stand at this podium in front of the you know couple thousand people of the Virginia annual conference of Methodists gathering to do Methodist things and you're just like friends we need to we need to respect one another's souls and we need to hold them together um, so, I mean, I love that. I love every aspect about it. And, and hopefully, you know, listeners, you've heard something here that speaks to you. But, Michelle, let's dive into these end of podcast questions okay. now. And let's, let's really just dive in again in, in a lot of these things. So, Michelle, what is something that you have done that makes you feel accomplished or that has made you feel accomplished? Oh, so many different things, and yet they're all related. Um, uh, the, the connections, um, the what I call the disparate threads of my life, of my experiences, how they weave together. Uh, so it's the the concepts, but it's also I am uh, also a weaver of actual threads, and so that is a place where uh, you know in other in concepts it's it's kind of hard to see. You know, so it was really wonderful to hear you echo back about the little bird and, and the impact that it made to you. But it, that is so hard to sometimes see. But in my weaving, um, I can actually take threads and uh, make fabric out of them. Uh, fabric that um, may be put to different uses. I am learning tapestry now and so that is not a wearable fabric but it creates images because I have this image this vision of uh of a tapestry that I don't know if it's meant to be woven in reality or in uh just to weave the metaphors of it in my life but I'm learning <laughs> in order to be able to do it if it's meant to be woven so yes, so so many things make me feel accomplished, but that is something I can hold in my hands and feel the fabric and see it. What is a goal that you have coming up in your life? Oh, uh, a short-term goal, kind of is staying healthy enough to uh, uh, to make the pilgrimage to Iona that was planned for uh, April, May of 2020. And uh, Tracy McNeil Wines and I are planning on going in September of 22. So, uh, so staying healthy and, uh, and making that journey together. That's kind of a short-term goal. Um, um uh, another goal in my life is um uh, learning how to live when someone has ghosted you mm. uh, that's kind of a up close and personal one and so aside from god who do you go to when life gets rough who do i go to um 
I have a Bowen Family Systems coach that I uh, stay in touch with, even though I'm, well, I mean, yes, I do participate in an ongoing seminar, but uh, even though I'm not actively serving a church, I, I still need that. So I, I talk with her. Um, my, 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 um, my go-to person for many years, I can't go to anymore mm. because three days after I retired, she died. Mm. My best friend, um, Charlene Beethoven. She was always my go-to person. Uh, but I have uh, a couple of uh, younger-ish, younger uh, colleagues that uh, I have developed, you know, we don't talk all the time, um, but if I need um, some discernment, I need some uh, conversation that just goes to the very depth of my soul. Uh, I turn to Beth, I turn to Tracy. And uh, Beth will uh, ask me honest, open questions and help me keep myself straight. And Tracy will paint pictures and in my mind and take my mind places. I felt when I went to hear her preach last summer, I felt like I was, I was flying in a Hubble picture um, of, of stars and so someone who can do that with my soul i go there and aside from physical activities what are other ways that you practice self-care i think you've highlighted a few on this show for yeah. us but even <laughs> but even diving a little bit more like aside from physical activities what are some other ways that you practice self-care um Oh gosh, I um, I've been tried to be much more mindful about what I put in my body. Um, you know, I have been uh, doing this physical activity for quite some time, but um, it wasn't doing that much in uh, keeping. Uh, not not so much for the image, but the weight I was carrying uh, for so long. Uh, that's kind of when things got stressful in my life, I would find I would wake up one day and found that I had packed on a lot of weight because I was doing comfort stuff. Um, so I started being far more mindful about what I put in my body and I, uh, it works for me. I do um, inner, what they call intermittent fasting. Um, I only eat during an eight hour period of the day and uh, still stay alert to, to what I'm putting in my body, but it's actually helped me a whole lot which has also then helped my uh, uh, 
things like, you know, my apnea. Uh, I have far less uh, difficulty with that. Um, I was getting pre-diabetic. I am reversing that. Um, so staying mindful. Awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, again, like these, I love these questions at the end because they highlight for us one, I mean, how all of us are different. Uh, like I've said before, I don't think I've gotten the same answer on any of these, uh, except for before I started asking, except for God, who, who do you go to when life gets rough? Cause before that, everybody was saying, Oh, I go to God. I'm like, well, obviously, um, uh, but it's, it's so cool to hear all of those things, uh, as we all unpack this theology of self-care of what it means to care for ourselves so that we can care for others. So, Michelle, I want to thank you so much for coming on this week. Uh, hopefully, listeners, you have uh, learned a little bit. You've learned a little bit about Michelle, and you've learned a little bit about yourself. So thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you very much, Andrew. It's great to be in conversation with you. Face-to-face, -face. we yeah, can they, see each other right we now. We can see each other on Zoom, uh, but uh, as we continue to, to learn and grow together and uh, see what face-to-face -face means nowadays with Zoom. It's nice to see other people as we yeah. gather together and do ministry together. So thank you so much. Peace be with you. Oh yes, what a great conversation. I hope that you took from that conversation just this sense in which, you know, there is this connection between our spirituality and our activity. I mean, it doesn't matter what pace you go. I mean, you heard from Moshelle that she does this while walking, but friends, I do this while I'm running. You heard from Deborah that she does it while she's swimming. You know, I am sure that many of our guests have done it no matter what activity. There is a sense in which when we are active, we are learning about our body and we are finding ways to connect our body to our sense of spirit, of mind, so that we can be more attuned to what is happening. And, and this is like a base thing that we can do with self-care. And so how are we practicing that? What are we doing to, to bring that sense of spirituality out? as we learn how to practice self-care. I mean, that's becoming almost the name of the game as we continue to build our own theologies. How are we caring for ourselves? And this sense of spiritual connectedness to physical activity really begins to set the foundation of how we even know what's going on. You know, how we tell when we're having a bad day or not, and even can begin to become a part of our prayer life. And so we can find ways in which, you know, maybe we go on prayer walks where we are walking and praying simultaneously, you know, prayer runs, prayer swims, whatever it might be, but we are incorporating our spirituality. We are incorporating our self-care and everything is encompassed together. We're going to have those times of separation where, okay, no, I'm running right now or I'm biking right now or I'm whatevering right now. But it, you also have that time where, okay, no, this is a time where I need to connect with God and I need to connect so that I can experience that sense of self-care. And so friends, what a great conversation we had today. I wanna thank you for joining us in this conversation that we had with Michelle, learning about her journey, about who she is, and about this awesome uh, topic that we've discovered today. Don't forget to check out those show notes. I've got ways in which you can reach out to Michelle uh, and connect with her. She's also, as always, as most of our guests are, she is in our Active Faith community, and so I would encourage you to go and find that Active Faith community on Facebook. 
That link is in the show notes. Uh, you know, I would be forever grateful if you would just go and like and subscribe this podcast so that uh, anytime a new episode comes out, uh, going into the future, you know, we've got these things coming out on a weekly basis. And so go subscribe, follow, so that those uh, episodes just pop right into your feed. They automatically download depending on which app you're using, but they're automatically there so that you can see them when they get there. You know what? I mean, if you're feeling really generous, again, these are like free ways that you can support me because right now I have no source of income from this podcast. But uh, if you would head on over, rate and review this podcast, head over to Apple, uh, Spotify allows rating and reviews, head on over to our Facebook page uh, and they take rating and reviews. Um, And so I would love it if you would go over there and rate and review this podcast. As I always say, if you rate and review this podcast, uh, I will will give you a shout out. We got our first review over on Facebook. Mike gave us five stars. This is an absolutely phenomenal podcast. Andrew asks his guests some amazing and insightful questions. Highly recommend. Awesome job, dude. Mike, thank you so much for that review. Uh, Loving that you're loving this podcast. Hopefully everyone else is loving this podcast and you are checking it out. And so please, again, leave us a rating and a review. I will read your review here in the outro of our next episode. In the meantime, may God bless us, and may we each find ways to stay active in and for God's kingdom. Amen.